Borax on Earthlets. My name is Conrad, alongside my friend Fox, and this is the 75th episode of Space Spinner 2000. Whoa. A podcast where two Americans try to make sense of the UK's own galaxy's greatest comic, 2000 AD, one month of progs at a time. This episode, we've reached the end of a 1981 in our prog timeline. So we're taking an episode yeah, to a retrospective of the year in progs. It's a great way to talk about the previous year of 2000 AD. And to help that conversation, we're giving out awards in a bunch of categories. Welcome to the Spinnies! Oh, confetti and like balloons, golden suits, ladies dancing, big stage. Hey, welcome everybody. Just calm down, stop clapping, please. Hold your applause. We are very impressive. Thank you. Whoa, exactly. Yeah, so you know, we got a bunch of categories. As always, we're defining them as loosely as possible. It can be for a page, it can be for a whole year. And if you're somehow one of these uh, creators and you'd like a, uh, a uh, award, one of our famous golden frisbees that I will make myself and it'll be very ridiculous, uh, please just, you know, <laughs> hit me up on social media somehow. I'd be happy to make fools of us both. All right. For, for those British people who don't understand what a frisbee is, it's like a space spinner. What is gold? I think they... <laughs> Oh, man, you're going to send me down a rabbit hole to see if they have frisbees in England. <laughs> if they call them something else, like a, like a, 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 a tuz disc or something like that. Um, anyhow. <laughs> uh, it might be called flying discs or aero discs. Mm, Fox, let's go to category one, best art. Fox, who do you got? Who's your, what's your best art? What's your choice for best art of 1981 for 2000 AD? So, um, in this, uh, the beautiful category, I actually took a page from you for this Ooh. year, and I, I have a couple of, of runners-up for some of these categories. Nice. And uh, I just want to give some brief special mention to Jesus Redondo and Johnny Johnstone uh, for Return to Armageddon. Yeah, um, sure. Like, really beautiful stuff especially you know when people get all squishy and oogie or some of like the like massive explosions or giant triads just the definitely the science fantasy scape that they create is really um interesting in a lot of parts of it that uh yeah i really enjoyed Redondo seems to really love drawing like really ugly people and stuff. Like he goes really crazy with it. We saw it both in Wolfie Smith and in Return to Armageddon when Amtrak was all melting and stuff. Oh, that's right. He he drew that like super weird evil guy in in Wolfie Smith. Yeah. Um, For for the second place spot, uh, my love, my life, my Italian gentleman uh, from afar, Massimo Bellardinelli from Meltdown Man and Ace Trucking Company. Mm. Um, just what can't he do that isn't wiggly and ridiculous <laughs> and <laughs> and full of animals or maybe even himself yeah. <laughs> in some cases? Um, like, the guy is just, he, he, as you've said so many times before, he was a part of the longest running um, writer-artist combo in, mm-hmm. in the history of 2080, if I'm correct. And uh, that's no small feat for a man uh, who melts. Uh, knowing Meltdown Man, his power is the ability to melt. Uh, and that was so my favorite bitch. part of the comic. 
So, uh, but my top spot, I mean, it's, it's hard with this year because it's, I feel like, how can you compete with Kevin Neal? Um, mm. Nemesis, the warlock, like, I know it's got, it starts and stops, but like, holy crap, the mental, like, mind flips that it does in order to create the landscapes and characters that this mm-hmm. man does, like, is just visually impressive specifically just want to call out termite and how it really does come together or in some ways mentally fall apart visually yeah uh, it was absolutely beautiful great work awesome nice so yourself, me, man. yeah top so i got some crossover with you um my uh my second runner-up is massimo bellardinelli for ace trucking and meltdown man as well you know, just so amazing. Like, just everything that you said. You know, he's so great at drawing just crazy monsters and animal men and just anything that's wacky and out of this world, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I think, you know, we've talked about before, like, he maybe has some weaknesses with sort of regular people, but I think <laughs> both, like, not that they're bad, but just this is they sort of have a similar look, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like the human guy in Ace Trucking has kind of a Nick Stoney kind of, and Lee Shari kind of look, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, that just means you got to play to his strengths, and both Meltdown Man and Ace Trucking really play to his strength of drawing <laughs> insane monsters, you know? and, I'm, and Or big landscapes and spaceships flying through, or giant cities and stuff, and all that stuff's so amazing, and they just really give him a chance to just do his best possible work, and it's so amazing. Absolutely. Uh, for my first runner-up, I had Carlos Escara, buddy. Mostly oh, for yeah. uh, Portrait of a Mutant and just all the different designs of the different mutants and the mutant generals oh. and stuff like that. All that stuff is, you know... Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I imagine a lot of that is him working with Alan Grant to figure out how they'd be. But just the way he realizes all of them to look so different and be so cool-looking and really kind of tell you a story with each of the different mutant generals just by sort of hearing their name and looking at them mm-hmm. is really fantastic artwork. Plus, like, a lot of the character interactions between, like, young Johnny Alpha and, like, his dad and stuff... You really get a sense of the relationship between them and like the look, the emotion on their faces and stuff. That really, like the art, really reveals their character and looks really neat. You know? God, absolutely. So like, for me, he's great in the first runner-up, and then top art, man. I got to agree, it's Kev O'Neill, man. Um, you know, I've always talked about this with Nemesis. How just every time it just feels like um, like a lightning bolt almost, like. <laughs> It's just something that looks like nothing else in the prog, like nothing else you see, like in comics almost. Um, yeah. Not just the big things you've seen, you've, you've talked about, but also just the little stuff, like all the little like borders and illuminated like manuscript kind of pieces of it, you know? Yeah. Just like all these little things playing out, tiny terminators and monsters on the side corners, and just the intricate level of detail that goes into everything, and just sort of, I don't know, almost creating this kind of like grim, dark, gothic kind of setting that's going to be so important for like, you know, like in maybe like Warhammer 40k, or just in like sort of like fiction and stuff going forward. It's a really, it's bold comic art, you know? It's inspiring, very clearly. I mean, we've got the power of hindsight in this case, but obviously inspired so many people. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Nemesis, you know, that's definitely, it's consensus from us, and I feel like, especially in 81, it's really just a key thing. 
It absolutely is. So, okay, that takes us to Category 2 Best Story. This could just be writing as well, Fox. Of course. Just, um, you know, stuff that we find good that's affecting and stuff like that. So what do you got for best story in writing in, uh, in, in 1981? I actually focused on the writers in this one. Um, nice. Specifically because we had such a large amount of either arcs or huge stories um, that were committed during like this past year. So um, <clears throat> the uh, second runner-up, um, it's actually shared by both Malcolm Shaw and Alan Hebden. So Malcolm Shaw for Return to Armageddon, or at least like three quarters of it. Right. Um, and part of why it's second runner up and Meltdown Man with Alan Hebden, um, just because like, while it was an amazing story, uh, there was so much else that happened that kind of pushed down. Meltdown Man is something that people should read. Uh, mm-hmm. Return to Armageddon, I feel like is something people should read if they really love 2000 AD. Yeah. Um, so my runner-up, uh, dude, Alan Grant with Portrait of a Mutant. Nice. Um, it really, like, it was really intensely touching to get, like, backstory, finally, on um, Johnny Alpha. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because, like, even leading up until that point, and we've discussed this, is like, it was a chain of events. Like, yeah. we were going from story, story arc to story arc to story arc in one fluid storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Portrait of a Mutant hit, it was just this really well-executed, like, I think people could say that it's, like, a fairly, like, tried-and-true structure for a story, right? Like, a kid who, yeah. you know, kind of runs away and, like, whatever, has, like, a new father figure and all this other stuff. But his his old father was super Hitler, right? Totally. And, yeah. and, like, really like, cast literally. in... Yeah. <laughs> and, and just, like, where things end up afterwards and, and like, how it falls out and how it's... It really doesn't end on like a super positive note for anybody, um, and uh, but still was able to kind of create this world where these three people can kind of adventure together and do as right as they can while still trying to make themselves ridiculously mm. wealthy, yeah. right? Like, sure. it's still hard to kind of tell what um, kind of person Johnny Alpha is, and this sort of sets a frame for like. You know, I think he keeps people close, but, you know, does he have any fealty to anything? Hmm. He's clearly a a person who's good, but fairly neutral also, and I I would say that's a lot of his past. Interesting. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's just a a really well-written story that that makes the character feel more real to me. Sure. Um, For best overall story, for all the words that I just said, uh, I had to look this up, but the, the book one by Pat Mills for Nemesis the Warlock is actually called The World of Termite. Oh, yeah. And The World of Termite series, it may not have been our first introduction, but it was our first introduction of, like, the series of the story, right? Sure, like for Nemesis, getting some, yeah. Yeah, getting some full idea of it. And um, I love, like, this is, when I look back at the 80s, this is the kind of stuff I love. It's, like, demons and, mm-hmm. like, hard rock and metal. Totally. And like, and, like, crazy shit going on and spells and science fiction and just insanity. And Pat Mills, um, with the help, obviously, of Kev O'Neill's, like, visuals, like, Pat Mills is doing, like, an incredible job of making these characters awesome, of just, like, uh, without without needing to say things, they, they kind of exude a presence by their actions and words, mm-hmm. even though this man is a demon and clearly not, like, necessarily a good guy, he is the good guy. 
Um, yeah. I mean, he's a way better guy than the Terminators. Who oh, sort my God. Of, you know, because I think that's one of the strengths of the story is that Pat is that Mills sort of, especially with the start of book one, really sort of establishes the Terminators as these bloodthirsty yes. genocidal maniacs so that even if Nemesis is like this demon guy, like, you know, he's not like, you know, he's still basically cool. Like, he's fighting for freedom and stuff. Exactly. Well, and, and even then contrasted to when he's captured by humans. Mm, yeah, that's and true. And the way that he's treated, right? Like, it, it is fascinating how he writes, and I, I just really loved it. Had to give it best story. Um, oh, that's awesome. How about yourself, Conrad? What's your best story for the year? Oh, man. Okay, so uh, best story. I had two runners-up. My first runner-up, I just had Alan Hebden for Meltdown Man. Um, yeah. You know, Meltdown Man, I had my ups and downs with Meltdown Man, but as a sort of an achievement uh, as a whole, I feel like it, it, it it's worth sort of calling out, you know. This, you know, we're seeing it with like Nemesis of just, um, you know, sometimes there can be gaps. Sometimes it can be hard to figure things out. You know, like Nemesis, I'm, I'll tell you, is going to come back in 1982, and like Kev O'Neill is going to take book two off. You know, um, yeah, he's going to come. You know, he'll be back for a lot of it, but you know, he just can't maintain that level of detail, sort of week to week over an extended period of time. You know. Um, yeah. You know, both Hebden and and Bellardinelli, for whatever else they did with Meltdown Man, were able to keep this thing coming out for 50 weeks, which is just amazing. You know, it's insanity. Like it's something that that nothing else has done, and and I feel like I'm pretty sure nothing else has done since, just because at some point they stopped being like, hey, we're gonna have a, a non dread comic run for 50 weeks. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but. You know, it's real good, and like you know, like again, you know, Meltdown Man maybe wasn't the greatest overall story, but I thought it it was really tight and sort of you know developed characters, made you care about them, took you to different places, you know, put you on this sort of this tour of this world of the UGs and stuff, um, mm-hmm. and kind of you know built a big bad and made new threats and all that stuff. I thought it did a, a good job at what it was trying to do. And just the achievement of it is really amazing, I think, and it's worthy of, of being called out. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, so my, my runner-up is uh, John Wagner and Alan Grant for Block Mania. Hell yeah, um, man. The story we've just been talking about, I mean, you know, if you listen to, like, our last episode, we really talked about, um, like, just the tension of Block Mania, of this sort of, you know, no matter what's happened, Dredd's always kind of been, you know, he's always kind of had the upper hand or kind of, like, known what's going on and stuff. Um or at least been able to survive and move on to the next thing. Block Mania is just a situation where, you know, I always talk about, of course, the city as a character. This is actually Dread fighting that character, you know, of fighting mm. the city. Yeah. And just being in contr- uncontrollable and something that, you know, the most they can do is maybe hold their ground and not even that, you know. And then it just serves as this awesome launching point into the next mega epic in the Apocalypse War, which is, I'm so, so excited about. Dude, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, I think yes, it's a great a great thing. And yeah, I mean, you were talking about it too, that just really like kind of grabs you by the lapels and makes you like sort of think about how you'd fight this war that's against your own citizens that you can't explain, you know, in these, in these, in this gigantic megalopolis where like, you know, each building is the size of a city. You know, it's good. Yeah. Um, and then, but my winner is um, Alan Grant for Portrait of a Mutant. Um, oh, man, that's great. That's such a, it's just such a great story. I mean, like you said, um, 
just the way he built the flashback, the way, you know, sort of the initial getting of the job and then sort of learning about the story of Johnny Alpha, you know, his sort of, yeah, finding a new father figure, training, um, fighting off, just the introduction of all the different characters and how they fight the... Um, the real bummer kind of end of it like the sort of the thing of like we've we've defeated this dictator but like you know when when all of the uh creelers are just made into the new mutant cops or whatever like it's a real bummer ending and something that you'd you know or just like you know they surrender to the king but they still get like you know sentenced to death and stuff if it made us feel like re- as realistic as a story about futuristic mutants, you know, superpowered mutants can be. You know what I mean? I completely agree with that. It felt like a movie. Yeah, and then like the end with Johnny's assaults on uh, Creelman's base, oh, their man. final confrontation, like ending it with having him say, having Creelman be at the most abject of like fear and humiliation and just trapping him in that moment to relive it over and over again forever. Oof. Revenge. It's like an ultimate revenge, but also a revenge that like teaches someone a lesson and like really like doom somebody to hell in a way that killing them doesn't you know what i mean yeah like, absolutely it's really I mean, amazing the, it, yeah and, and i think genocide <laughs> totally and is a you know honestly as sort of we were talking about this last episode too is sort of a, it's a big counterpoint to like how matt talon is getting revenge say Oh yeah, like the oh, way yeah. the way Johnny Alpha does it versus the way Towns doing it is really instructive in terms of what makes someone a hero versus what doesn't. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So yeah, I don't know, but that's yeah. So I I really love Portrait of a Mutant. I feel like it's especially in the first you know in the first half of the year where it's in. It's really the glue that ties um, 2080 together in the, for for 1981 for sure. Man, that's awesome. Totally. Yeah. So okay. Enough of my blathering, Fox. It's time for Category 3 Best Overall Thrill. Strong disagree on the word blathering. That was, <laughs> uh, that was immaculate. Thanks, buddy. So, okay, so what's your, what's your top overall thrill? This is the best of everything for 1981. <clears throat> All right, so it is, it is a little fresh, um, but mm-hmm. that freshness is because, like, to be honest, it... Well, I guess I'll get into it. So this this goes to an amazing group of people. John Wagner, Alan Grant, Mike McCannon, Ron Smith, Brian Bollard, Steve Dillon, and my man Tom Frame for Blockmania and Judge Dredd. Oh, nice. And <clears throat> so I I have not been like the, the biggest, I, I think, like proponent of the epics or like talked about them all that much and it's mostly been because like I've been kind of getting into the mode of dread kind of like learning about this stuff before I really pass like a serious judgment and what this mm-hmm. um, series of thrills has done especially with the cliffhanger that you'll uh, hear about in our previous episode yeah they've all heard it most though yeah <laughs> of course the the most perfect cliffhanger i could think of yeah just <laughs> just orlock that. laughing and like a thousand fucking nukes just flying into oh. the sky oh my god <laughs> so like like as i was reading it, it 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 was just slowly dawning on me like how much larger it was getting right so mm-hmm. with each 
Prague, it was like, oh, but there's, it's, you know, oh, it's just a block. Oh, well, now it's two blocks. Oh, well, now it's like, there's a now lot of north blocks. Side. Oh, shit. Now it's the now west side. Now it's got to call in, like, our they they have like tanks, but then the tanks get overtaken. Then they call in these giant sonic things, and they're blasting parts of the city and just subduing people, which will most likely kill a lot of them. And like it just keeps building and building. And I think that your assessment is really accurate. It's this man fighting another character, and that character happens to be an entire city, mm-hmm. and they are kind of always at odds with each other. Like in some way or another, he. he they come to blows eventually and it gets really intense and visually now like mm-hmm. this and and the potential destruction of it all um is terrifying like yeah. in a lot of ways like i haven't really read a comic um in memory that like makes me feel this way wow, um, that's the way the block mania did which is like they are commit like they are deciding to commit in different ways like mass atrocities on mm-hmm. people while people are killing each other because they're trying to save as many people as they possibly can yeah, and trying making to those fix hard them. decisions for sure yeah it's it's not the same as say a Matt Talon killing a guy or like the genocide well it's not like an evil man's genocide yeah. right like it's it's very odd morally gray area that they're playing with here and and i think that's always been something that when you talk about dread to me personally mm-hmm. has always struck me as the interesting part of it because i've always mm. been on the outside looking at judge dread as he's like this badass cop who doesn't take bullshit from anyone and just kind of yeah. you know will just way through a problem but that's not true yeah i like, think the, i think the, the yeah that's there Totally, yeah. Giving Dredd a chance to be sort of this character that's making these big decisions and stuff and not just someone who's shooting bank robbers in the face or something like that is really where it becomes sort of a, an, a, an even deeper character. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it, that's really starting to dawn on me now nice. and why it makes so much sense that he's this heartbeat character in these comics. And that's, I had to give it up because this was the first time it wasn't like, you know, going through the cursed earth. I mean, that was all awesome. And it was all these different, like Mm -hmm. cool fantasy things for me. But this was the first time where it's like, Oh, he really is. This this is just like a gray area. Consequences. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's always, I I don't want to say like anyone's better than no, but it just happens to be the one that hit me like a lightning bolt. Nice. That's awesome. For sure. So what's your best overall, man? Well, I got some runners up as well as always, you know. So first run, so a uh, uh, second runner up, Nemesis the Warlock. Ooh, just everything yes. you said about Nemesis already, man. It's so good. Um, just all the stuff they do this year, just these massive sword fights in the fire. Nemesis being this, you know, crazy dragon wizard character that's really cool and fighting humans, you know, <laughs> like all that stuff is really awesome. And then the, yeah, the characterization, sort of learning about Nemesis's world and stuff. Like, like low key, the interesting stuff is when he also does stuff. Um, like with his uncle, where it's like about like magic and about sort of the politics that we're maybe trying to see in yeah. the alien world that we sort of saw hints of when he was like freeing the different alien generals and stuff. Um, I mentioned, you know, it's it's gonna be great to see more more of that. Uh, it really, God, I love it. Yeah, it's so great. Yeah, so my my first runner up is a uh, portrait of a mutant. 
Really love it. Awesome. You know, it's won a lot of my stuff. Just for the stuff we already said, it's just a great story. Uh, the the character development it gives for Johnny Alpha is really amazing, and just building this world of a uh, Strontium Dog is really great. You know, as time goes by, and we sort of see some of these characters return. Like I'll let you know, like Midden Face McNulty is a pretty big Strontium Dog character long term and stuff. Oh. Um, them sort of having this history in this like you know freedom fighting movement and stuff is really awesome and really just you know creates a setting in a way that I think a lot of other things can't have have trouble doing. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, but then my winner, buddy, it's Judge Goddamn Dread. Um, Fuck yeah, man. Just for this whole year, dude. Um, yes. Like everything, um, all, all the stuff this year where it, uh, uh, American Graffiti. With um, oh, with a yeah. Marlon Shakespeare and Ch- you know as Chopper doing the graffiti and sort of learning more about what it's like to be a citizen in Mega City One. Yeah. Uh, Fink Angel coming back and getting revenge <laughs> for the uh, Judge Child stuff. Hoisting uh, uh, Hershey, if I remember. Yeah, almost, almost her, almost getting taken apart at Recycle. Um, mm. Oh, that's fuck. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, Judge Death Lives, dude. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Um, and, you know, Anderson coming back, them going to the realm of the dead and touching into the dead people on there to destroy all the judges. And then, uh, you know, other stuff like 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 uh, the hot dog run, which is a real good sort of what it's like to be a, a junior judge kind of thing. And then leading and then that uh, reestablishing the character of Judge Giant leading into Block Mania with its insane evolution of the city. Judge Giant dying, the uh, the this war with the Sov sits that we've sort of seen since Judge Judge Ed went to the moon in like '78, Fuck. like that sort of coming to a head and finally being a big thing. Just everything about it is so awesome. This is just a great pivotal year. I mean, every year is a pivotal year for Dread. I think he's been my <laughs> my my top, my best overall thrill a couple times already, but this one is just great. There's so many classic stories and just great Dread moments and stuff. Oh, that's awesome, man. You know, it's so true. Yeah, Especially for a year that doesn't really have a mega epic. You know, like, we had Block Mania at the end, but that was like nine episodes. It wasn't like a half a year one like we've had in previous years, like with sure. Cal or the Cursed Earth or the Judge Child and all those ones. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, so we've talked about what we liked individually for stories and stuff, Fox. But now it's time to put it together with Category 4 Best Month. <laughs> so what's your best month of 1981? It's got to be, uh, so, or basically best episode. It's got to be like, like what, ep- what, what episode covered your favorite month? So <clears throat> I'm going to say right now, I, I have no runners-up. I gave this like a lot of thought um, mm-hmm. when I was sort of going through a lot of these. Um, I love November 1981. Nice. Um, I love it because so we we finally get Rogue is now out the gate. There's no more of this like whatever backstory. He's mm-hmm. like I'm getting to this satellite. Yeah, I'm pointing satellite. my finger yeah. at you, and uh, that satellite fucking gets a missile shot at it and then they have to leave and then he has to like unburn himself out of a fucking escape pod and then he's Mm -hmm. back down on the ground and in pursuit and then you get some like one-on-one time with him and some troops like really good stuff it's it's get it's what started getting me into like okay rogue rogue's kind of an interesting character oh nice uh we got a double decker dome 
month. <laughs> yeah, Abelard Snaz, always fun. <laughs> with, with the sad Vikings and like fixing all of their problems and stitching a um, a black hole together with totally. with neutron thread. Um, <laughs> this is like basically, and part of why I'm kind of pointing this out. This is basically when Black Mania really hit me. Oh yeah, um, yeah this is the like, heart of Black Mania. Yeah, exactly, and like this is when he decides to like Sonic blast like uh mm-hmm. you know a whole portion of mega city after doing it to a block um and of course you know before emotionally crushing me in december because fuck <laughs> you judge Dredd. um this this i believe was also a, a big turning point for us with mean arena mm. we're still kind of on its ebbs and flows but this is when fucking super creepy chip shows up yeah uh, this is when, like, when like uh, he steals a doctor and does some really fucked up shit to him. <laughs> this is when a a millionaire, billionaire, trillionaire, weird, uh, yeah, wheelchair goblin, man, yeah. <laughs> wheelchair goblin, like helps just saying by saying like, oh yeah, do whatever you want, just make sure that we keep playing. Um, mm-hmm. Like there, there was a, just a fuel for him to do horrible things <laughs> and like. What sort of got me to lean in a little bit? Like, am I watching uh, like a fucked up film now? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of the possibly the coolest fight scenes I have ever seen in a comic book to date, which is Nemesis versus Torquemada. Mm. And special mention to Incognito, you're fucking great, and that yeah. cape and hood great on you. He's the key. So stylish. <laughs> but like Nemesis yeah. and, and Torquemada just trading blows, Torquemada dying, inhabiting another body, dying, inhabiting mm. another body, like, things just, like, they're ramping up and, and just destroying each other, and also before their crux in December, which, real sad, that was only two issues. Yeah. Um, Ace Trucking getting really, really good, it was just, like, a small adventure mm-hmm. through the black hole, I think this was actually when they got through and landed. Yeah. Um, but... Like, just in general, like, I've been liking Ace Trucking. I mm-hmm. like these small misadventures that kind of go on. Oh, sure. And I want to give a special mention to this, because I thought it was super creepy. I still think it's super creepy. Alan Moore's Future Shock is really fucking gross, and it's oh, about a child with the, being yeah, with the kid eating so much food. and the, the, the story, with the storybook format and stuff, for sure. That's a, that's a good one. Into dog food. Yeah, buddy. So that's, I mean, this this is the summation of my favorite month, and it's it's kind of all, like, the first half of our year was a lot of things closing out, but, like, mm-hmm. since it's opened up, and I, I get why people are really stoked about the 80s, mm-hmm. like, things are actually coming into a maturity that um, feels so right, nice. I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. So how about you, man? What's your awesome. best month? Um, I'm pretty similar to you. I picked uh, October 1981, just the month before. Nice. Um, that one had a little bit more ace trucking, which I really liked. Um, and, you know, maybe it's a little lighter on Nemesis, which is a bummer. But, you know, still sort of along those lines. I really agree with you in a lot of this stuff. The second half of 1981's just been, has really just gone from strength to strength, you know? Like, um, you know, Rogue Trooper shows up. I, you know, I think I like Rogue a little bit more than you, so it's sort of, for me, like, just the, er- even the early stuff with, like, the flashbacks, the chips and stuff I thought was really neat. I kind of, like, like this character and like mm-hmm. the sort of the war on New Earth and stuff like that a little bit more. Um, 
and then a big old ace trucking thing of just setting up the world there and all of the like the cb radio descriptions and stuff like that i really like that trucker lingo handbook and stuff oh my god man that stuff is so like incomprehensible to me i think it's so funny (laughs) you know and then that had like the hot dog run too which i think is a really neat Mm. um dread story you know hell yeah Um, like maybe a little bit more low-key than block mania right after it but you know really setting the tone for it also of sort of like how the judges operate and then also like dreads of relationship with giant and stuff which is about to be you know ended i guess oh heartbreak fever totally man but yeah, so but I think we're both sort of you know it's not that the first half was bad, man. It was just that no. like you can't really stand up to just. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like the second half of 1981 is the premiere of three iconic thrills that we're gonna be reading for the next like five goddamn years, you know? Oh, like, that's like, great. Like a pair of one-offs just can't hold the candle to those. You know what I mean? It's tough. <laughs> Amen. All I have to say is thrill wins over everything. Oh, I just wanted to give, uh, well, yeah, anyway, we'll get to it. But, man, I uh, this year's been great. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, let's go to uh, Category 5, Best Year. So, you know, this is a joke category when we started, Fox. It was like, what's the best year? Oh, 1977. That's all we got. Now we got five <laughs> years. All right. So we got to figure. So it's time to start figuring out an order of like, mm. what's your favorite year? And what's the year that's one, one worse than that? You know, what's the worst year, et cetera. So I, I will tell you, I stand by my current list of chronology, which is mm-hmm. chronologically, uh-huh. I put 1981 at the top. Nice. 1980, 1979, 1978, 1977. I am in love with, and will always be in love with Nemesis the Warlock. I love Return to Armageddon. <laughs> I like Meltdown Man and Tiger Commander. Never forget, your sacrifice will not be in vain. You are a beautiful Tiger Commander. You will be the Tiger Commander of it's my me, heart. Me tapping I, my heart right there in solidarity. Dude, I just pour one out for TC. I, I never want to forget that dude. Tiger Commander was great. Yeah, man. Uh, Judge Red himself. really blew it out of the water this year. Mm-hmm. Um, just And Ace Trucking, I'm really into it. Um, Rogue Trooper, getting really interesting. Just, it's good, man. Like, life's yeah, great. Buddy. It's a real, real good time for us, for us getting in it. I mean, this is, I mean, I think I said this before, but this is really like the start of us being on this high plateau of 2080 quality, you know, like, you know, it's, it's, there's sort of debate on when it starts, but man, like end of 81, indisputably golden era of 2080, like this is oh. it. Like, now is the time to just just enjoy our embarrassment of riches as, like, you know, we open freaking progs and every single, like, thrill is like, oh, well, all these are classics, you know? <laughs> like, exactly. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm not having a bad time when I open these things. No, sir. Um, so how about you, Conrad? Right. What's your best, what's your years? Oh, man. So I got, I'm a little uh, esoteric, Vox, because... Uh, uh, last year, you'll remember, I put uh, 1980 after 1979, mm-hmm. and I'm going to keep that going this year. My year order is 79, 81, 80, 78, 77. Oh, damn. I'm keeping 79 in this top spot, man. Um, Any particular reason? Like, I just loved um, 
there were just all these different stories in 79. It opens with Judge Cal. It's got uh, Journey to Hell in Strontium Dog. It's got ABC Warriors. Um, just those three together really just made a super strong year, sort of going from like one strong, one long, strong story to another strong, long, strong story to another long, strong story. Um, you did have uh, like the Mars escapades. So. I just, you know, and part of it's just me that, that, that I love that first ABC Warriors story yeah. so much. Um, I love that. Uh, I, I love Journey to Hell so much. Um, it just got a lot of really things that I really lo- that I really enjoy. Um, oh yeah, man. So those are really ones that really like stick with me and that I sort of you know really elevate the year for me. Although eighty one's real close, you know. I think so. We could sort of talk a little bit about just about the five years that we've covered so far in two thousand eighty and how things have changed. I think eighty one's been really interesting just in terms of the of the consistency. Yeah. Of like how, you know, we've had the same, like, you know, the first half of the year was the same five thrills. Second half of the year, it's basically the same five thrills, you know. Mm-hmm. First, it's like Dread, uh, Mean Arena, Strontium Dog, Return to Armageddon, Meltdown Man. Now it's Dread, Mean Arena, uh, Nemesis, Rogue Trooper, and uh, Ace Trucking, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's such a big change from previous times where we had sort of strips oh, of man for a little bit shorter, would come in and out and stuff like that, you know. It's just not the 70s anymore, right? Like, yeah. 77 and 78 was just so eclectic. Like, mm-hmm. we affectionately talk about things like Shaco and Flesh, which, you know, both ran for, like, a reasonable period. Shaco less than Flesh, but yeah, both, maybe, like, like about 20 progs or something like that. Yeah. And then, you know, you had, like, Mach Zero was, like, a heart... Or Mach 1 was a heartbeat. But then we had Mach Zero thrown in. Or then we'd have set, like... It, mm-hmm. it, and then we're also talking about, during that time, there were mergers of, like, comics collapsing. Yeah. yeah. Right? So so we'd get these random injections, and it would just be like, what the fuck is this? Okay, well, let's try it out, because it's the only one we think is good. Mm-hmm. And now they finally, I feel like, have a collection of artists and, and ideas that they're finally able to just kind of hit a stride, maybe? Yeah. I mean, I think so, but although, you know, I kind of miss sort of the, let's just take a flyer on like a limited, you know, like a, like, I mean, as, as much as we aren't, as it means we're avoiding like your death planets or your colony earths, right? It also means that we aren't getting like our visible mans or our, uh, our mock zeros or our project overkills or something. The little, like, oh, this is just a little like, you know, six prog story that you know sort of wraps up at the end but kind of tells a nice little compressed storyline sort of start at the beginning and blitz through the end and stuff and i like those too you know i like, i don't think we would have had mock zero or fiends of the eastern front if they never did that sort of thing you know exactly yeah i mean yeah fiends of the eastern front's a good example too it's just sort of like yeah here's just 12 weeks of a little story and then we're out you know so i think you know I'm of two minds. Like, I love the stability just because I feel like it's really cool and lets us tell these really big stories like Rogue Troopers telling or like Dread's, you know, obviously like Dread does, but Dread's sort of its own thing, you know. Um, but, you know, I'm of two minds about it. I'd, I'd like to, you know, we'll see some more things get mixed in and stuff like that too. But, you know, I, so for right for now, me, I these big, like... stabil- big stable ones is sort of where it's at. Well, so I feel like, like I would be all right with... Um like two or three slots being a rotational slot where yeah. once in a while you you give some time for a strontium dog or like a I don't know a big thing like nemesis to kind of 
cook mm-hmm. on the back burner and, and get some things done as the backlog while you're kind of running through like, okay, we're going to test some new writers or some new artists or, hey, this artist-writer combo wants to do something real stupid and having it not be good um, yeah. <laughs> or not amazing or something like that, but getting it out of their system, whereas you'll be able to count on like Judge Dredd being there and Mean yeah. Arena or something. That, or I think Ace that's Truck more Game. what it's going to be in a couple years, I think, where they'll sort of be like, here's like two or three, you know, here's like Dread and like Rogue and like maybe one, you know, a Strontium Dog or a, a, a Slain when it shows up or something. And then we'll have two more slots that are a little bit more sort of catch as catch can and moving around a little bit, you know. Yeah, which I, I, I feel I'm like there, there, there's room I for like both that. kinds of stories. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, that's the allure, I would say, of, of these anthology comics, right? Mm-hmm, like, I've definitely. grown up reading these just like, here's the only guy in this comic, yeah. read it, <laughs> and you're just like, oh. Yeah, it's such a big it's change, like a yeah, from like, from like, this thing's just about fucking Spider-Man, I hope you like Spider-Man, to, <laughs> like, we're I just doing whatever. I don't know if I ever go back. I don't know if I could read another comic book that isn't just an eclectic mix. That's <laughs> no, like, we're, we're going to hang out with this guy for the whole time? Like... Boring. Oh my god, this story's going on forever, man. It's like 20 pages. You could have been like five comics in here. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. Yeah, no, it's, I, I like that, that we kind of have this feeling about it, because it's, it's been five years, man. <sighs> hey, man. 36 more to go. All right. <laughs> yeah, oh god. <laughs> Freak out. Yeah, yeah, man. Okay, okay. So... Enough of our uh, serious molderings and that uh, 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 combined with our existential panic about how much of this comic we still have to do. <laughs> we had a moment, guys, before the show where we just look where Fox looked at my at my roadmap for the future and was just like, oh, my God, we're going to actually die doing this thing. I was like, no, nah, no, we got it. Just slow and steady. You know, let's lighten the mood. So, as part of our fifth uh, fifth anniversary show, we decided to put together a big list of um, internet tradition of uh, fuck Mary kills or, or or screw Mary kills. Maybe so we have to say the f word constantly. Oh my god! Yes, sir. I will. But I will adhere. Basically, you know, you know how it goes. We got a list of three things. You got to say whether you would uh, screw them, marry them, or kill them. We've got them up into categories. I think um, most of them we're just going to try to say our lists and then try to identify what the category is afterwards. And it should be pretty funny. That's my goal with our this section, Fox. It should be good. Beauty. All right, get us started here, buddy. Okay. So uh, screw would be kill uh, King Seth. Uh-huh. Uh, Barry would be Tiger Commander, Tiger and Commander. Bill would be uh, Kanita. Yeah, that's of uh, top UGs in Meltdown Man. <laughs> <laughs> Perfection. I think Screw, Screw King Seth is pretty good. Or I, 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 I guess a supporting character, like not main character UGs. Exactly. You know? I got to agree, man. Man, marrying uh, Tiger Commander, that's a clutch choice. And yeah, man, Screw Kanita, man, you know. Or no, sorry, shows kill Kamita, whatever for that guy. <laughs> yeah, he was like just around for a little while. King Seth at least has some powers. I mean, it's like he's going to trick you into doing it, but it's going to mm-hmm. be kind of sexy. You'll like yeah, it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay, so uh, then, I, so I would screw the Super UG, mm-hmm. uh, marry Lishar, and kill Polax. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Meltdown Man villains? <laughs> Yes. I gotta say, I would I would reverse your choices, and I think I would uh, I would uh, screw Polax and kill the Super UG. 
Oh, man, he's totally going to eat you afterwards. Man, I don't, you know, the Super Yuji isn't, buddy? Come on. They are, they, the way that I see it is, is like, the Super Yuji is either in, an uh, uh, ED situation from um, Robocop, right? Or <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or, or it's like um, a, a data uh, but just like a murderous data where it's like built for pleasure and for command. Gross. So <laughs> that's super gross, buddy. Especially because they're, sure all, like they're all they're all hybrid alien admin. parts. No, dude, I'm Mary Lee Sharp all the time and he's got all that power. You kidding me? He's got me? beautiful hair. Oh yeah. Listen, he knows how to style it. He's probably oiled with the you know, belly fat of a thousand dead UGs or something. Oh or my god. <laughs> that's actually probably true. You gotta think about that. Ew. Uh, so my <laughs> So my next one is, uh, a, I would screw the assault pistol in Quote, heavy unquote. quotation marks. I think it was a full yeah. AK-47. <laughs> yeah, and I would marry the snip gun big mm-hmm. time, and then I would kill the stupid nuke from the end of Meltdown. <laughs> man, screw that nuke of the Meltdown weapons. Yeah, again, thing. I keep saying screw, but man, I mean that to say kill, because that nuke was real dumb. It came out of nowhere. And yeah, I gotta agree. Like, oh, found this dumb bomb. And I gotta agree with marrying the snip gun, man. Bellardinelli was going insane with Can all I of the crazy add? snip gun a- antics. I'm talking about. <laughs> all right, so uh, I would screw the desert UG, mm-hmm. marry the Vatmen, mm. and kill the All right, UG factions in Meltdown, man. <laughs> That's right. That's that right. feels right. I feel like yeah, you want you want to marry the Vatmen because they're like real consistent. They're all minotaurs and stuff. Those well, they're loyal. Cool. They have great jobs. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Yeah, strong agree with all these ones. Okay, okay, I got one, Fox. All right. Okay, this is uh, I, I would screw uh, pre-squishy Amtrak, like right when he's fresh out of the out of the vault. I'd marry Squishy Amtrak, and then I'd kill like post Squishy. I have a magic sword, Amtrak. So I'm gonna guess that this is Amtrak. Yes, yeah, state statuses of Amtrak in Return yeah. to Armageddon. That's right. I, and really, just the stage of the comic as it was going through. That's true too. It's really just what's up, what's your favorite part of Return to Armageddon, and it's that act two, man, when that guy was just a melty candle man. And dude, I, he was indestructible. In constant pain, but uh, clearly had had goals. Mm-hmm. You, you made a good choice here for the Mary. And post squishy, man, he's just like running around with a sword. Everything's <laughs> like whatever getting handled, yeah. I guess. But who cares? So so cardboard. <laughs> All right. Next up is uh, I'd I'd screw the beast. I'd marry Seeker, and I'd kill the Triad. Strong agree because marrying Seeker is the only option. Listen, you got to marry that sarcastic robot, buddy. That's what we learned from Futurama. It's what we learned from Return to Armageddon. <laughs> Dude, that guy just raises his arm and shoots things, and then they vaporize. Sells out humanity by teaching robots how to lie. I think we all know it's true. And then Dude, you it's know. just like it's just a matter of time, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, you know, screw the sexy devil guy. I think we can all agree with that. And then kill hey. those triads, man. You don't make a game out of me, buddy. <laughs> Such a lame, weird ending. It's true. So conflicted with that. It was all just a dream. It was all just a video game. F you. <laughs> all right, man. I got one for you. All right. <laughs> screw Matt Talon, marry Matt Talon, and kill Matt Talon. <laughs> oh, this damn mean arena. What are you going to do to us, Mean Arena? 
<laughs> I, I feel like these are all fairly safe options. Like, I definitely feel like he, you know, he's like this pro ball player. So you've got like the, the screw and Mary pretty much on lockdown. Those are good things. But man, he's a murderer. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't Careful. know if I could... I don't know if I could stay with the dude who's just like on constant vendetta. Um, so I would I would screw the shark mouth goal. Uh huh. That crazy one that chomped up and down on people. Absolutely. Yeah. I would marry the non-existent Slayer's goal. Man, the Slayers never have a goal. No one scores points against them anymore. Man, ridiculous. I'd kill the gross oil pit <laughs> that everyone stuck in. Because like, so I feel like you know. If you never see the Slayer's goal, it's a good, it's a good marriage proposition, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, I will mention Slayer. The Slayer's goal will be showing up in uh, January of '82. Look, look oh forward God. to that. This has been like <laughs> near a year. It's definitely been a year since we've seen it. <laughs> so, in a more traditional one, I would, I would screw local Annie big time mm-hmm. she's great and she's sexy yeah, totally would marry rollo hardy for obvious money yeah super reasons. rich uh wheelchair goblin gotta <laughs> love it when you say wheelchair goblin i mean i just what he looks like i don't know and i would kill chip because that child is creep uh robot bodyguard <laughs> I, he's awesome but like you can't say you're gonna like screw or marry the guy he's like uh, he's like a 12 year old or 13 year old boy or something buddy <laughs> all right all right all right fox let's right, go buddy. to lightning round for our uh, f mary kill here all right i need to ask you <laughs> screw mary kill various ways of death by science fiction what do you got <laughs> okay so uh wait why did i Death by science fiction. I've got. Yes. Uh, I would screw vaping. Nice. I would, VCs. I would marry uh, danger acid melting. Always. And I would kill death by vats because that is super boring. And kind of gross for meltdown, man. For sure. All right, buddy. Animals. Oh, man. Well, this is real easy. Absolutely. Uh, one, I would I would screw Shacko because Shacko is the greatest. Then I would marry old one eye because the only thing better than Shacko is old one eye, and I feel like the two of us would like you know be awesome cross species like a team. You know, I could ride old one eye, like we'd have like crossbred human dino babies and stuff. Oh, think of all the meat that you could eat. Literally, after I put together the flesh thing, I was thinking like, oh, maybe I could go on the internet and find someone to draw like some fan art of like me, me, me marrying old one eye and old one eye just being a big ass old di- old style dinosaur with like a veil on her head and stuff like oh, that. <laughs> And then for kill, um, I'm gonna say various rat swarms from 2008 Prog's. <laughs> the flying rats from the cursed Earth, those bank vault rats from Disaster 1990. Oh, oh my God! Like if you're a swarm of rats, I don't like. I don't appreciate your ratness, oh, man. Dude, the the swarm of rats that uh, um, uh, the psychic kid. Uh, oh, wolf, yeah, that, that a chased Wolfie, Wolfie Smith. Smith off into the yeah. sunset. Yes, get out of here. He sent them onto a boat to kill people. They totally killed at least one dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, dude why, why are we watching? <laughs> oh, so great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm pausing <laughs> to remember Wolfie Smith running from those rats. <laughs> All right, Fox. I'm gonna need to hear your uh, your screw Mary kill for uh, sci-fi swearing. Oh, dude. Uh, let me think here. So, screw would definitely be Stom 
Uh, Mary would be Drock because I, that's Drock a, is I excellent. Drock. Dread swearing uh, for kill like Gorp. That one sounds gross and stupid. Gorp's weird because they never really say what the hell it comes. It's definitely a derogatory term for UGs in Meltdown Man, but I forget where they said like why they call him that. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because <laughs> for me, that's all true. I know of Gorp is, is another name for trail mix, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Good old raisins and peanuts, you know? Um, all right, Conrad, let me see here. I would like to know yours for uh, psychics. Oh, whoa. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm going to say I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to say I'm going to screw Judge Anderson because, mm. oh, yeah, Judge Anderson. Fuck, yeah. I'm going to marry Nemesis the Warlock because, Ooh. buddy... You gotta go on that for real, mm. and then kill Wolfie Smith, man. That's an easy one. <laughs> that kid's a jerk. He's a weird, gross jerk. Okay, Fox. Let's finish up our screw Mary Kill extravaganza, and I'm just gonna ask you to uh, do a couple Judge Dread ones, if you would not mind. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, so I would screw Judge Anderson. I'm there with you. Mm-hmm. I would marry Judge Hershey because right. she's the strong feminine type, and I'm into that. Yeah, she's got a lot and, of uh, very, very authoritarian. Uh, you know, I kill down. Walter. Kill Walter. Fair. Okay. How about of uh, of a uh, male uh, Judge Dredd characters? Uh, I would screw Otto Sump. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah, marry, very exotic. Marry yeah. Joe Dredd because uh, <laughs> oh, you know. Of course. Um, protection man and uh, i'd kill walter Ooh, bold choice okay now members of the angel gang what do you got for me <laughs> dude this one's super easy okay so i would screw mean machine for mm. obvious reasons yeah, go to four but uh, mary paw angel he is actually available mm, right that's true yeah and uh for kill uh, i'm gonna have to say walter <laughs> Go to hell, Walter. I hate you so much. I, I want you to die, die Walter. How could a giant be alive? Oh, the wrong kid, Dad. I'm telling you. I'm telling you now. This, there is no, there is no God in uh, in Judge Shed's universe. What a, what a silly, a silly collection of things to do at the end of a year, Fox. Anyhow. <laughs> I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Feel free to contact us at spacespinner2000 at gmail.com or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages or on the 2080 forums on Twitter. We're at spacespinner2k for everything else. Look up spacespinner2000. We should be there in the coming year, Fox, in 1982. Oh. Ooh, I love this part of the year. Yeah. So for returning thrills, right, coming back, we're going to have Ace Trucking, Judge Dredd, Mean Arena, Rogue cool. Trooper, Fish. Nemesis. Uh. Just everything oh, awesome. we got now going to continue okay. on. We're also going to... I mean, for most of the year, or for some of them, like I think Nemesis is only going to be like the first half of the year. Okay. Um, then we're going to have just a mix of just sort of, of Future Shock and Future Shock-related mm-hmm. things. Tharg the Mighty, Abelard Snaz, Joe Black. Ooh. Yeah! Uh, more Future Shocks. Also like a sequel to that one uh, Agent Rat one. Do you remember that, that Future Shock? Uh, maybe. Where there were three guys and one of them was like a psychic rat or something like that. Mm-mm. It's widely considered to be an uh, all-time terrible thrill, so whatever. Oh, um, great. Also returning halfway through the year is going to be Robo Hunter. What? Ooh, Sam Slade's going to... Or yeah. Slam Slater. Yeah, Sam Slade's going to be back. He's going to be in, uh, in Britsit. So there's going to be a lot of like British robots hanging out with him. 
uh, uh, Hoagie and uh, J. Carlos Robostogie. It's going to be real awesome. Yay, I like two out of three of those things. Oh, yeah. Then uh, for, for new thrills, Fox, we're going to have two new thrills. Ooh. Uh, one is right at the end of the year. There's going to be a new kind of future shock that's going to that's uh, called Tharg's Time Twisters, which are going to be future shocks that really deal with like time travel-based stuff, the same way that Robotales deal with robot-based stuff. Okay. The other new thrill we're getting is Harry 20 on the High Rock. Which is a comic that is going to be written by uh, Jerry Finley Day of like Rogue Trooper and Invasion fame. And I like him. Is about this guy uh, Harry Harry Twenty is called who goes to a futuristic space prison on like a satellite. <laughs> and right. everybody's everybody's number is like how many years they have in prison. So he's got like twenty oh. years in space prison. Oh, and, I'm I'm kind of into this. And he deals with like the other prisoners and like you know various sort of prison based you know prison based story stuff happens and stuff and it's cool it's it's a cool story. Oh man, I'm pretty stoked. Are you saying this is the end of the year? That's gonna happen. Yeah, like in the fall or so. Honestly, okay. there's a ton of stability this year. It's gonna be mostly like Dread, Ace Trucking, Mean Arena, and Rogue Trooper, and then other stuff. Oh no, what will I do except read Great Brooks? Listen, you're gonna, this is gonna be a real ni- nice and smooth year, 82. 83 I, is, I'm like, I'm gonna say 82 is just a real solid placeholder year a little bit. Mm. It's 83 when we start getting some real important premieres. 83 is when Slane shows up, 83 is when Halo Jones shows up. So just sort of being aware of where we are in sort of the overall timeline of characters, you know? I, I believe your words to me for 1982 is for judge dread you're gonna shit your pants i think i did say that yes the the two big dread stories we've got this year in the first half basically the first half of the whole year is going to be the apocalypse war it's all carlos escara it's all the current dread current living dread characters pretty much uh fighting in this massive thing it's one of the it and like it is like one of the main stories in um or the one of the main stories specifically mentioned in that anthrax song that's about uh, judge dread <laughs> just to give oh, you an idea okay. of how important it is you know okay <laughs> the other big uh, story is gonna be uh destiny's angel De- destiny's angels which um will have some interesting things for some Judge Dredd supporting characters uh, like Walter and Maria, just FYI. Oh. But that's not going to be till like, the end of the year, so don't start getting hyped up about that. Okay. Well, yeah. sounds interesting. Welcome awesome. to the new year in progs, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Well, unfortunately, now it's time for uh, some uh, good news for all listeners, which, as we all know, actually means bad news. Oh. <laughs> Basically... Over the last like year or so, we um, we've really run down on our backlog of progs. That's sort of combined with the fact that like uh, Fox has moved to two different countries, no, to th- yeah. two different countries in the course of this year, and I've moved across, you know, from one side of America to another in the last week or so. <laughs> so yeah, it's just really done a lot. That and sort of twice a week publishing has really dug into our. Um, Back onto our vaunted backlogs of progs. So here's the deal: um, we are going to take the rest of the year off for active publishing of uh, episodes. So what that means is, for the next five weeks, you're going to get uh, collections of uh, twice a week. 2000 uh, Space Spinner 2000 collections. We're going to cover a lot of stuff from more recently and some older stuff. It's going to be a good mix of things with both oh, me yeah. and Fox doing some coverage. 
as Fox and I also just hurry in the podcast minds, making a ton of episodes so that we can roll out 1982 and beyond in as smooth and easy and stress-free way as possible. Exactly. We're doing it for you, but mostly, hey, it's also for us. I mean, it's what's one and two, but basically just, yeah. you know, this is just sort of the end of season one of Space Spinner 2000. We'll be back for season two on January 1st, 2018. Um, and it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, so we're just going to take some time and not do the podcast for a little while. Like, you know, we're... Oh, no. Like basically stopping this one, and then we're gonna sort of you know come back and just get back on our regular schedule, start making shows and banking them up. Oh, it's gonna no. be fantastic. We're, we're gonna we're gonna get deep in those mines. We're gonna bring out some delicious uh, <laughs> mine stones. Yeah, I just want to you know again. I just want to as we finish up this year and go into this hiatus. I just really want to say that you know doing this show with my buddy Fox and for everybody listening is really one of the is really the, the highlight of my week of the days that I Hell do yeah. it. It's something I you know putting them together and putting them out is something I really look forward to. What people you know the feedback we've gotten and stuff really like makes my day and really can you know makes a bad day a good one for sure. You know, and really appreciate it all. Just you know, and hope that we've also brought you know brought some fun to your life. We love reading these comics, and I know everyone who listens to it loves reading them too. So you know, the more we can keep doing that, the better. Yeah, we love you guys. We love you so much. I love my buddy Conrad. I like reading these comic books, and man, I don't I don't like doing a lot of things, but I like doing this. <laughs> and we're just gonna blast it out, man. Listen, you know, we're like twelve percent of. 2000 AD. Stop these, it. These next 10 years, 15 years are going to just be like nothing, Fox. Stop it. I'm going to barf. <laughs> and on that joyous note, uh, you know, I'll see you <laughs> next note. Yeah, I'll see you next week for the collections. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. This is coming out on American Thanksgiving, I should mention. And hey. <laughs> We'll see you for new episodes on January 1st, 2018. Until then, uh, I'm Conrad, he's Fox, and we are Space Spinner 2000. Splendid, Splendid Rodrigue!